Hey guys, um, I'm Aaron McManus and I wanna give a little context and introduction to this podcast. One thing that we wanna start doing is kinda of give you a little bit of context of what you're about to get into on our podcast. And uh, this is the Battle Ready Podcast. We took a, an 11 day trip to Europe and the first stop was Stockholm and we love that crew. And those pastors and the team there at Hillsong, um, Stockholm are incredible. Thank you to Andres and Lena for having us there. We went to from there to Amsterdam and made new friends, which we were absolutely obsessed with. From Amsterdam, we went to Copenhagen to, if I don't shout him out, he will DM me forever. Pastor Thomas Hansen, who is an absolute legend, incredible human. And from there, we went to London with the incredibly genius level, gifted man, Pastor Gary Clark. And, but on the way, we, we brought one of our friends and we shot battle readies walking through the cities. And there was a lot going on in the trip. We were getting ready for a worship night for MSC back in LA. And so we were uh, working for 12 hours a day with, with people. Dad was speaking. I got to speak a couple times and then shooting battle readies on our days off and in between moments. And, and so you're kind of getting us at our most exhausted, jet lagged really truthful and uncuffed. Sometimes I think we lose our way and have no idea what we're talking about. And other times we really um, are more honest about things and I think we and vulnerable about things than we have ever really been before. Uh, we talk about Here to Stay, which is our giving campaign that we did in 2019 and kind of the ramifications of what that looked like for us. 2019 was a hard year and hard year for us, hard year for pastors, hard year for, for business people, uh, for politics. There's just stuff that happened. And so we really, one of the themes of our trip was that it just seemed like from, from everyone that we talked to, it's just 2019 was just one that we could let go. And with that, it seems like God is doing so much more in 2020. And so without getting too much into it, um, I just want you to enjoy the podcast and buckle up. I'm excited. It's gonna be a good one. It's kind of cool that we get to start the new year uh, back in Stockholm. And but you know, whenever you're starting a new year, you're always kind of doing some assessments, you know, about where you're at and how you did the last year, and what things you got done, and what things you didn't get done, and 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 then you hope that you can fix some things that maybe um, you didn't fix and elevate your standard in other areas. I know for me, 2020 is a, it feels like a big year. It feels like a big decade. Yeah. And as I look at battle ready, one of the things that I'd be good for us to talk about is just, you know, how do you get started sometimes when you feel like you're, you're in a rut? Yeah. You know, or how do you, yeah. how do you, um, how do you become stuff? How do you become something that you keep telling yourself you're going to become but you never do? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and some years you feel like you make progress. And 2019, I felt like it was a tough year in a lot of ways. I feel, yeah, I feel like, <laughs> I like every, yeah. I think a couple of things happen. Like you, you feel like you want to reevaluate your life, reassess, <laughs> and then you get, and then you re-engage. And then 2019 happens. And mm -hmm. it felt like it was, we talked about it before, but it was just such a weirdly hard year for so many people. Mm -hmm. we, we did Here to Stay campaign with Mosaic, like raising money for a building. And you've mm -hmm. talked about that as like, how did that make you feel? Uh, you know, I think what sometimes people don't uh, factor in is how 
giving yourself really hard to one thing can drain all your energy from other things you're supposed to do. Yeah. I look at the year where I was, you know, taking on this project, trying to raise $20 million to buy this property in Hollywood Boulevard and, and then not succeeding. Yeah. And at the same time, I was supposed to write it, be writing my next book. And I've never not written a book on time, but I missed my deadline. That, no, you've missed a couple of deadlines. No, I always- Ours and Zoe was late. No, I turned it on time and then they messed up And then up they the were like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, but no, I-, I but that's, a whole pro that's a whole podcast in and of itself of like the process of- Yeah, we can get to that one. Deadlines and yeah, yeah. But, but it felt like a massive epic failure for me. So I had a private failure. But we explain what happened. Writing. Explain what happened because most people, most people aren't gonna know. What do you mean? Most people, the whole, you know, people, the process whole world writing. may not know like what happened. So, from the book or from the church? No, the here to stay thing of yeah. what, they're giving some background context. Yeah, the, I mean, the here to stay thing, I feel like the whole world knows. <laughs> but it, but that's, an, that's an interesting thing too, yeah. is that like, I was talking about this with, with, with a guy who also works in a similar field and he said that 2019 was like actually just so horrible for his team and mm -hmm. the, the team he's a part of. So much like bad stuff happened, like public bad stuff. And I just and he and he was like, "Did you know?" And I told him, I "Was like, I never even heard a single thing." Yeah, whenever it. you fail, you feel like everybody knows. <laughs> like everyone knows. That yeah. it's just, it's this mm -hmm. the guilt and the shame, and it's like this yeah. overwhelming thing that takes over your entire life, and then you leave your city or town or wherever you're working, yeah. you realize that no one else, no one, not that no one cares, mm. but it's so small for everyone else. Yeah. So the the I guess the, the painful summary is began 2019, going in front of our community at Mosaic and saying, hey, we have a chance to buy this property. We need to raise $20 million. We're starting a campaign called Here to Stay. Yeah. We started a GoFundMe account. Uh, account. Which w people thought was weird because yeah. they're like, why would you do this so public? I mean, you had huge pastors asking you. I did. I had people who thought that I had already raised the money before I went public because that's what you're supposed to, I guess. I didn't know that. And I said, no, we really had not raised any money when we started the campaign. Yeah. And um, and it, you know, it went well in terms of we raised millions of dollars. We raised yeah. over four million dollars, mm -hmm. but it didn't um, go well in that we were 16 million short, yeah. and we were not able to buy the property and have to finish the year. So I start the year with this huge initiative: let's buy this property. You know, let's go big or go home. And then, well, I guess well, we didn't have a home to go to. <laughs> I, I, do, I, there, I think there's, there, I think there's a few things we talk about there. I, one, I think there's a lot of people who don't know the process of what it takes to like to buy something, yeah. raise money, to raise money in a city, to raise money in a church that is primarily young people, mm -hmm. and people who are spending like 85% of what they make on living, eating, yeah. insurance, family, rent. Yeah. Rent is like takes up. 60% of people's paychecks at times in LA. Yeah, that's so true. And, and you read it, you, you actually had got approached by like a group that, that, that raises money. Mm -hmm. And so we tried that and they were unhelpful. It, it only it, made money for them. It only made money for them. <laughs> and, and not, that, not to, not to, not to, but we, you know, what they discovered was that we pretty much had almost no like, massive wealth in our church. Yeah, and they, they couldn't figure out how we could have such a massive brand and global influence. Yes. And so little actual financial resources that were untapped. Yeah. And I do want to say on a point of like celebration, over 6,000 people gave 
to hear to say. It was like say. this really interesting thing is that the 6,000 yeah. people were outside of, I mean, we, we probably we had thousands of people in our church. Yeah. I'm say most people in our church, mm-hmm. we did a couple of things. Like, uh, we want to be transparent. Like, yeah. Our numbers dropped dramatically in 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 gathering in church numbers. The dropped moment dramatically. I announced that we're going to work together to raise the money to buy this property, we lost a ton of people. Who just, like a thousand people. Yeah, who just didn't want to be a part of giving money. Of giving money, yeah. They yeah. didn't like the conversation, which I find, yeah. which it, which is always interesting because I feel like when you go into anything big, like God refines the people who are in your life. Yeah. And those people that feel like you're losing a relationship or a friendship or ten, tend to be the people that God's like taking, God's pruning the vine, not to be cheesy, but yeah. like, oh, he's cutting off the fat. Yeah. And he's cutting out the people who, 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 and it's a two-way thing. Mm-hmm. He's removing them from our lives in our teams and our churches for the people who are less committed to, the, to this cause. Yeah, and it's like if you throw a party at your house and open up the invitation to anyone, a lot of people come to the party, but that's not who's with you. It's the people who stay afterwards for the cleanup. Yeah, and who are with you. <laughs> and it's very few people who want to stay True. and do the cleanup. You know your real friends are the people yeah. who do the dishes before the party's over. Yeah. And yeah. and and for us, that was like that was a season. And I know that mm-hmm. you know our numbers dropped in house, and and then we did it on GoFundMe because one of our amazing like patrons have been mm-hmm. someone who has, was a part of the GoFundMe team, and mm-hmm. and and. He was like, I want to do it on GoFundMe because it's part mm-hmm. of my story, you know. And and he was like, and I also, th- and he and he really truly believed in the social aspect of it. Yeah. And he was right to some degree, mm-hmm. in to a lot. I mean, and he has a cool story in yeah. of himself. He came, to, he kind of came to faith or back to faith at Mosaic when he was young. Yeah. And he had nothing, and then he really built this incredible company and, and being part of a lot of companies yeah. that were incredible. And, and I think he assumed there were a lot of people like him who. Uh, would just rally around this incredible opportunity, and 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 but s- at least three different development groups talked to me and said, Mosaic is in this strange place because if you were a a politically active church from the conservative Republican side, raising the money would have been easy for you. Yeah. And but you're neither to the left or to the right politically, yeah. and so there's not a natural cash flow that goes toward mosaic yeah and and i that's by choice you know our our platform isn't politics our platform really is jesus yeah we 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 essentially we weren't republican enough yeah and but really and and not to like and we're not bashing republicans or democrats like we Mm -hmm. we're we we've always stayed very neutral publicly Mm -hmm. politically and you've always been very specific about that because Mm -hmm. you're you're you know the influence you have in people's lives and you've never let it be political. Mm-hmm. You have, we have friends and we have a family full of different beliefs and yeah. different like political beliefs and standings. We're, we, we, <laughs> we argue about it. We cover the it, whole spectrum just but, on the McManus side. <laughs> and we have like lots of, yeah, and we have lots of friends on both sides yeah. and you've just never let it be about that. No. And so I think it's, it's tough because when people give money, they, they also give to what they b- believe politically, believe re- mm-hmm. faith based and a lot of times they get mixed up and like faith you know our churches become a political platform for so many people yeah the evangelical church in america has gone has put their full weight behind you know our president right now which is like such a there's a lot of hypocrisy in that and that's not to bash the president like i've supported you you've taught us it doesn't matter who's president 
you back them because that's what we're called to do. Pray for them, you, you, you support them. Doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but yeah. we get the freedom in America to actually have the conversation of the, the little details. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you talked about like, um, about how raising money was really hard. The, 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 the really, really wealthy people who give to things like this didn't feel comfortable giving to it. And so it was really your friends mm -hmm. and who rallied behind it going like, and your friends, it was an interesting thing. They said, we don't care about this building. Yeah. <laughs> we care <laughs> about the future, your messages and the future of Mosaic. Mm -hmm. And, but it doesn't matter where it is to us. Yeah. Cause, cause they don't live in LA. Yeah. I think that's the, the reality is that Hollywood, um, will not finance a church in Hollywood. No. It has to be seen as, in that sense, a mission field. Yeah. A place where people who believe in Jesus and believe that people in Hollywood are important and yeah. need to uh, know who Jesus is and find hope in him, that they rally behind that. And I, I, if we're going to be really transparent on mm -hmm. Battle Ready, yeah. um, I really struggle with massive disappointment. You're frustrated. You're, you're, you're angry. Yeah. yeah, I just... I. You, you know, I mean, part of my religious background is Roman Catholic, and you, your grandparents were Roman Catholic. Yeah, and you know, you see the Catholic Church—they built Mary Queen of uh, the Universe in in um, downtown LA. No, in uh, Orlando, Florida, Mary okay, Queen yeah. of Angels in downtown LA, which is a massive property. Yeah, and the Catholic Church understands there are significant places you need to be. Yeah, the Mormon Church—they have a massive Mormon cathedral it, in Beverly massive. Hills. Uh, West LA, um, in San Diego, they, they, the Mormon Church understands on a global scale, there's certain places you're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, for some reason, the, um, the Scientologists, they know, own like, like a six block. They own building. massive amount of land in Hollywood. They may own more land in Hollywood than anybody else. It's, I think they're one of the largest, like, yeah. like building owners in, like for religious organizations. And I really thought that the church across America would, would rally behind would this. rally behind this and go hey there are people who are willing to give their lives to reaching hollywood and, and but and, I, and I want to just it there because yeah. we didn't expect for other people to buy us the building no we expected like the gofundme thing was really want to tell a story yeah and we know that we reach a lot of young people and young people yeah. can contribute in small gifts yeah and we had 6000 people give gifts it's and amazing. We, it's yeah. like it's that's actually insane yeah it is incredible and it's incredible and 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 GoFundMe was saying something unique that like we we actually had the highest average gift for like any one of their campaigns that they've ever had. Yeah. And and they were like really surprised that like we had so many different level of we had so many different people giving like twenty dollars. That's what they could yeah. give. Yeah. And but we were talking like and you didn't you put it on your back and you went to every single person of wealth of influence. You went to people who were connected to Mosaic, people who weren't connected to Mosaic, Christians, people who don't believe. I did things I never thought I would do, have you, conversations I never and, thought I would have. <laughs> and, and I think you have, it was an interesting thing because like growing up, you've always just financially, you've, you've taken all of the book money, all of the speaking money, and you've all the business money, and you've funneled it, and you have not funneled it, but I'm saying you have poured it into Mosaic. You were our biggest giver for a decade and a half. Mm -hmm. Thank God you're not anymore because I'm glad <laughs> there's people stepping up who give yeah. more, more than you. And, and, and we have so many faithful givers, yeah. but, and it's so cool, but it's been really amazing to see, I would say the one thing out of that, maybe you feel like a failure, but I don't, I'm like, you stretched yourself, you poured so much into mm -hmm. it, and we didn't see it happen, but mm -hmm. we saw so many other things happen. Yeah, but I, I do think it's fair to 
<clears throat> to just give yourself room to go. Um, yeah, and I was really disappointed. Yeah. I really, I really, you know, I knew it wasn't possible unless something miraculous happened in, in someone's life that someone just, you know, in Texas or in Michigan or somewhere went, I believe in this and I'm gonna, you know. Because yeah. the reality is one person could have given $20 million somewhere out there, right, you know? I mean, and we, we had friends, we know people yeah. who were buying $20 million houses, mm -hmm. you know? And it, and, it, and, it's, and, it's, and it was easy for them. Mm -hmm. And then it was, it was tough to be like, well, we can't get this building. You yeah, know? and you know, I, I, I'm 61, so I was like, I'm not doing this for my ego. I, you know, I'm not doing this be for my future. I'm doing this because I felt like a church like Mosaic needs to be in Hollywood for generations to come. Mm -hmm. and, and a thousand years from now, or a hundred years from now, when people look at Christianity, they'll see this as an incredibly short-sighted moment yeah. for the church in this era. And so I, I just felt disappointed on a large scale. I felt r really encouraged by the individuals, and really disappointed by the outcome. Yeah. And um, so that was a part of 219. You know, it was me struggling through that. Like dealing, handling disappointment. Yeah. And, and being, and I know there were moments where you were like angry. And you weren't angry with people who, you didn't feel like anyone wasn't stepping up because the people who, your yeah. friends, even like the, the super wealthy, they, they stepped up. Like they were, like they were our, our biggest givers. Don't go to, don't live in LA, don't go to Mosaic on a weekly basis. The people who gave the most money don't even come to Mosaic. No, they, they, they just did they, it because they're committed to, to, to you. And, they're committed and to, to you. what we're doing. And because and I was in those rooms and they were like, look, we don't care where you guys meet. We don't, even we come don't come live in Hollywood. <laughs> we don't come. We listen to the podcast, we watch online. We just want, we want a play, we, we believe in the future. Or maybe we were young and we got influenced and, yeah. and, and came to Jesus at Mosaic and now we're older. And, mm -hmm. and I do think that that there's something like super beautiful. Like I, last year, one of the things I'm grateful for was that like I think your friends rallied around you mm -hmm. more than I've ever seen in my life. And there were moments, I know in our lives, where we felt like our friends weren't the friends that we were supposed to have. Like that there were people out there that were our tribe that we hadn't met yet. Yeah. And to see like people like Edwin, people like Paolo and Jamie and, and, and Angela and Jerome and, and Brad and Chanda and, and like like the list was like endless last year of the people who were like calling you, loving on you. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you felt that. Oh, I do. But as a son, I was like the best thing you could ever see is your parents still having friends who free, who who aren't giving up. They're like they're they're getting oh, yeah. older and they're building more. You yeah. know. And and I think that was like the interesting thing because a part of me never felt that anyone was obligated to help us. No. Yeah. You know, you never, it's really yeah. just. You just pray and hope that God would place it in someone yeah. or, or many people and bring it together. But at the same time, while that disappointment was happening, the, some of the people you mentioned, so many others that um, have been a part of our community and they gave so sacrificially and they just stepped up and did so much. And every time someone gave a lot, I always felt like a part of me going, oh, wow, they're sacrificing so much. I just hope yeah. I can help make this happen. Yeah. But I started getting texts from people the moment I announced, hey, we're not going to be able to buy this. There was not one person going, well, then I want the money I gave back. Or, no. or you know, but, what, what, what did you do? Or not, from the, not from the people who were planted in church. No. Which was interesting because the guys like the, the Jacobs and the Eric's and the Say and Sandys and, and, like, and the Ian's and the Cody's. Albert like the people, and Christine. Albert and Christine. Yeah. Like the list goes on and, and they, the faithful stayed faithful. 
there was the there was wealthy people who were like we're on, we're only going to give a million if if you get the building, mm -hmm. and those and people who weren't necessarily your friends or people mm -hmm. that we had been connected with, but people who wanted to be a part of something. But they if only, it succeeded, they, if it succeeded, they yeah. they only had the faith to give if the follow through was there. Yeah, and I found it interesting how how people of wealth manage their wealth, mm -hmm. and we learned a lot. Yeah, yeah, and what to me was also like beautiful is. In that moment where I had to go, we didn't pull this off. Yeah, I found that the people who gave the most pulled in closer. Yeah, they didn't feel like they'd been brought into something that didn't succeed. Yeah, they. I, I had people tell me, "Thank you for the privilege for calling me to sacrifice. Thank you for um, creating this environment because it changed me as a person." Mm. And that's what I didn't even factor in so strongly hmm. was um, for the people who made such huge sacrifices, they felt they had already gained what was um, a win for them, hmm. was a change of their own life, the expansion of their own heart and generosity and commitment. And I think that's, that's a part of the power of, of moving together to accomplish things. Even when you don't succeed, even when you fail, there's, a, there's this commonality that um, you've, you've, you've bled together, hmm. you've worked together, and uh, you know, even though we're all the way in, um, in Stockholm, I stayed up at three in the morning to watch the national championship between LSU and Clemson, and, and, uh, and, yeah. and I started thinking about, it. how does it feel to be the team that loses? You know, and because we all think about the team that wins, but I actually think that so oftentimes when you lose, and you have great leadership, it pulls the team together more. Hmm. It builds a, a, a greater bond. Hmm. And it says, you know, we went through this pain together, so now let's, let's work hard to create a moment where we can celebrate together. Hmm. And, and, I, and, I, and I think that's the way it's been this way for Mosaic this year. We lost a lot of people yeah. instantly. And we, um, we, we, we had a, a challenging year, even through this entire campaign. But I feel like we're stronger than we've ever been. Hmm. And the people who are with us are just so with us. It's a beautiful thing. Okay, so this is the end of part one. And this is a rather long podcast, so we wanted to split it into two episodes. The first one really talking about failure and everything we've kind of gone through with Here to Stay, not being able to buy the building outright, but still seeing how God is working and how people are stepping up and how it really did bring our community together. It was a really hard year for us in 2019. Uh, we met so many amazing people through the process, but to come out the other side and to not be able to buy the building that we wanted to buy, and continually trying to raise money, being told we weren't left-wing enough or right-wing enough, we weren't liberal enough or conservative enough. And for us, we've been pretty true to the fact that we stay out of politics. Um, people already see us as a really creative church, and so they kind of pin us with a political agenda, one side or the other, but in all reality, we have always kept it about the same thing. We've always kept it about Jesus and loving God and loving people and helping people um, find Jesus. And uh, we deal with so many things that other churches deal with, but we also deal with things that no other, no other church really does or is able to handle. And we love being on the forefront, but we really do need more churches helping us 
and more people helping us. And I don't expect other people to carry our burden, but I do expect um, people who hear this to step into it, to step up, and to um, maybe hear God's voice in something in the situation and step up to the plate.